Welcome back to the Swedish Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargoman traveled from the village of Ramdas to Amritsar Sahib for the festival of Diwali. At the end of the last episode, we heard Mata Damodri's plea, supplication, Ardas, that she wanted a grandson. Guru Hargoman said that, don't worry, the words of my father, Guru Rajan Devji, are not empty, that our lineage will expand greatly. So chapter 57 now begins describing how Guru Hargobin called his eldest son, Baba Gurditta. He sat him close, and in seeing how he was becoming a man, Guru Hargobin commanded him as such, saying, The exalted Gurtarpur of Dwabba now, on the east side of Amritsar, is our very own spot. Our father, Guru Arjan Devji, created it so beautifully, we have not gone there in some time, but our population, our people, still live there. There and nearby, there are many large congregations who get together, who all look forward to occasions of celebrations, gurupurbs, festivals. They bring large amounts of offerings when they come for a darshan divine sight, and they receive what they desire from the congregation and from us. You should go there. You should take your wife and you should go live there. I'll come there from time to time, and you should come back here and visit us every so often. Baba Gurditaji, he heard these words of his father and he accepted it fully. He was so delighted by this command. He told his mother, Mata Damodri, all about this and then told his servants who all prepped the supplies for the travel. Then he went to go down to the other mothers, the other wives of Guru Hargobind, Mata Nanaki, Mata Marwahi. They then met with his own mother, Mata Damodri again, who was looking at her son and daughter-in-law and gave them both blessings and advice being really affectionate with them, but still, she didn't want to be separated from them. Baba Gurdittaji, understanding the command of his father, first went then to Sri Haramandar Sahib to bow down. He clasped his hands while bowing down to Durabar Sahib. He then went down the path towards Kartarpur in Dwabba with his wife. They camped up the first night along the way, and on that second day they arrived there in Kartarpur. When the congregation saw that Baba Gurditta and his wife had come to live there, they all came and to celebrate with them, seeing as it was also Vesakhi Mela time now, the festival of Vesakhi in the springtime. So a large amount of congregation came there to see him, bringing offerings and gifts. And just like his father said, Baba Gurditta with his wife lived there. And after some time, Baba Gurditaji's wife, Mata Nati, gave birth to a son on Saturday the 13th of Mog in 1683, which would be Saturday, January 30th, 1627 in Kartarpur. So hearing the news, everybody was so overjoyed and to celebrate, they gave out large amounts of money to charity. The unfortunate, the poor came in in droves and Baba Gurdataji's heart was so happy that he was now gonna be a father. He gave out mass amounts of money to them he also sent a sevak, a helper, a Sikh, to go to Amritsar to tell everybody there the news that Guru Hargobind now has a grandson. So Guru Hargobind, when he heard the news, he celebrated greatly. He gave out lots of money to charity as well to unfortunate people there in Amritsar. Mata Damodri, when she heard the news that she would be now a grandmother, she was so happy. She was giving out money as much as she could. They all celebrated with the entire family. Congregations were streaming in to see the Guru, to bring offerings and have their desires fulfilled. It was an important festival day when people were celebrating. People 
from all corners of that subcontinent were coming in. Guru Hargobind had his four princes, his four sons there, Atal Rai, Ani Rai, Surajmal, and the young Teg Bahadur. In their young days, they were all just playing, looking so radiant, getting bigger and bigger day by day. For some time, they would sit there with their father, and the rest of the time in the day, they would go out playing with their friends, they were running around the alleyways of Amritsar, their gold jewelry around their wrists and ankles were jingling. The young kids had servants, some caretakers who watched over the kids, they would follow along as well. And the young, in the city of Amritsar, the kids of the Baniyas, the shopkeepers, their kids would always be playing around with the Guru's kids. At that time, Baba Talrai was only about nine years old. He loved to roam around the city, through the alleyways, playing, laughing, having fun with his friends. His face was always smiling and happy. Whoever saw him always saw such a radiance emitting from his face. Whatever words came out of Baba Atalurai's mouth, whether he was happy or he was angry, quickly would come true. Six came to know of this. That's why they all had such great respect and fear for him. They would give Baba Atalurai whatever he wanted, whatever snacks, whatever food, whatever drinks, and play with him greatly, never going against anything what they said, understanding that he had a very sharp, edgy, fierce nature. He who had such beautiful clothing and jewelry on, he loved to play and was very caring as well. He loved to play and he was very clever at winning as well. If any Sikh had any desire, they would spend some time hanging out with Baba Talrai and would do whatever he would say. They would bring him sweets, the most delicious type of food, drinks, they would then clasp their hands together and have the young Atal Rai say whatever they wanted in their own favor. And whatever they would say, it would come true. No one else would do this like Atal Rai. They all had the Shakti, they all had the power, like Anirai, Surajmal, the young Teg Bahadur. They had this, but they were also afraid greatly of Guru Hargavan. They had all these powers, but they would keep them hidden. In their heart, they remained in the obedience of the Guru. But Atal Rai, he wouldn't shy away from anything, from saying anything or performing these feats, seeing people serve him. He would just be too pleased by that and give out whatever they wanted. He would say these commands, which would come true. But even then, Guru Hargobind wouldn't say anything to Atal Rai. Guru Hargobind knew that his son had these powers, but he just had a heart that was too big, giving out all these blessings to his servants, being so happy with the service of his Sikhs. But in reality, he knew that this was not good, thinking that if he continues to follow through with this mannerism, then he won't be true to Sikhi. This is what Guru Hargobind was thinking about his son Atal Rai. Amongst all the Sikhs though, it came to be known greatly that Atal Rai was quite powerful, quite the miracle worker. Whatever they would say would come true, the congregations, domestic and foreign, would all come to know this greatly, that Atal Rai is the commander of great illumination. He can greatly fulfill any desire. So these congregations would go separately to obtain the darshan of Baba Talrai, separate from Guru Hargobind, bringing the young son clothing, jewelry, other offerings, the best food and drinks, offering these to receive whatever blessings they wanted. But sometimes Guru Hargobind himself would take Atalrai aside in private and tell him, only with great care and sense should you ever use these powers, and then you'll obtain peace. But even then, his mannerisms, his disposition, Atal Rai's, was just so large and open-hearted, looking at his Sikhs, he would liberate them, make them pain-free. 
he would be just only a little bit hesitant in front of the guru to do this but when the guru wasn't around he wouldn't be and all the six knew this about atal rai so there was a khatri of the sunai clan and his name was gurmukh he was extremely wealthy he had a beautiful young child named mohan and he was about the same age as atal rai he would come every day to play with atal rai he was always with the kids of the guru the entire day they would play and in the evening they would go back home to sleep that's how the kids of the guru and mohan would play together with all the other wealthy kids as well so one day atal rai was playing with mohan atal rai had a stick in his hand and with a ball he started the game basically this is like field hockey hitting a ball with a stick into a goal it's a folk punjabi game called kiddo khundi so they played and they made a bet at the start of it they're running from here to there pushing the ball towards the area they needed to go to and all the kids were running around mohan was playing against baba talrai who had a stick in his hand sometimes talrai would win sometimes they would lose they were running around using all their effort and they played the entire day hitting the ball around with their stick it was evening time now it was getting dark they were all tired they ended the game here and all of them went back to their homes Atal Rai said to Mohan at that point, it's really dark now and everybody stopped playing, but I won. Everybody knows that. We made a bet just before and I won with the strength of my own hands. So it's on your head now. So go home, but remember tomorrow that you owe me and tomorrow I'll get my reward. Mohan said, don't worry, I'll give it to you in the morning. Uh, but in the morning, I'll win it back after we play some more. So the kids said this to each other. They went back to their homes to rest up for the night. But just randomly, and such was Mohan's fate, that that night he was bit by a snake. The family tried everything to make him better, but by morning, Mohan had passed away. And his parents only had him. He was the only son. They began crying out so greatly, Oh son, where did you go leaving us? What will be our state now that you're gone? You would always look so beautiful. What great sin of our past lives has taken form today with your passing? They were crying and yelling out so loudly with a great grief. They were hitting themselves. The neighbors all heard this commotion and would come out yelling as well. High, high, crying out in grief. What a massive hardship had come down. They were saying their only son was killed by a snake. So people were saying these things to each other. Whoever heard it was in shock and grief. And the story spread around Amritsar that the rich merchant Gurmukh, his only son, had died. That's how chapter 57 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Artal Rai reacts to this. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> शरण भरेगा टेटरेगा गाजगज करा गया वे गुरु आज बेंसाल के मान पावे में आलो जावे सब सरे आका